Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, or purchase something or 
uh, or just hoping to be able to purchase something, now is a good time to be able to connect with that. Um, also, right now, uh, Mercury, which was retrograde and had gone back into Pisces, is now back in Aries, and it is almost conjunct Uranus again. So be on the lookout for... Um, Sudden conversations with people who are particularly righteous or, um, you know, we're going to talk about pride and arrogance tonight. So Aries has the shadow side of arrogance as part of, of it because it's so preoccupied with the self. And Mercury, which is about communication and messages, and then Uranus is about suddenness. So Mercury being in the same spot as Uranus in the sky right now in Aries could bring about the possibility of some surprise conversations with some people who are feeling kind of righteous, there's a positive side to it, obviously, and that is people who are very creative, people who have a vision, people who are uh, very strongly wanting to communicate what their vision is or want to get their point across, as well as us, as well as us, um, you know, um, as individuals and what we want to be able to express it's not just about being getting getting messages from people you might surprise yourself in the next couple of days that you just up and out you know like say something to somebody that you didn't know that you were actually capable of saying so it's an invitation to open yourself up to a more self-aware more positive side of aries a more self-aware more um, self-directed, self-confident way of expressing yourself. There's a few days of that. There are a couple of other really awesome sun transits now that the sun has gone into Taurus. It's going to make a really positive aspect to Neptune. It's also going to make a really positive aspect to Mars. Um, this is really about our ability to create dreams and have the energy to be able to do it. So there's a there's a there's a little window here where if we're working on something, we have something. I even did it today. I wrote some notes down for something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I know that the sun going into Taurus this morning was very helpful because of that grounding influence on something that is either imaginative, artistic, creative, that's very Neptune, but the Mars aspect of it, and Mars is in Virgo, and the Sun's in Taurus, those are both Earth elements, so the connection there is very grounded, uh, Virgo being able to take care of the details, and Mars in Virgo being an active principle, an active agent of <clears throat> um, the details and the organization that it takes to make something successful when we talk in the tarot and we look at something like the six of discs the six of pentacles that's the recipe for success right there and it and it says that one of them is that we have to have the preparation in order for something to be successful we have to be able to uh, you know, have a certain amount of plans. Another aspect of success, I know this show's not about that right now, but it's a great show topic, success and how to create it, um, is, um, is certainly spontaneity. So spontaneity is included, but that's not the aspect that Virgo would bring. Virgo would bring the preparation, the planning, and a certain amount of the foresight and the detail orientation. Right now, Mars is in 
Virgo and the sun is in Taurus and they have a very positive relationship. It's like saying grounding our energy and being able to attend to the details because Mars is about the motivation. So we have the motivation to make dreams a reality or at least begin them. You know, uh, birth charts, um, we all have one because we were all born, uh, most of us anyway. And um, the uh, everything has a birth chart. You know, uh, marriages, uh, the wedding, when we say the vows, buying a house at a closing, uh, the birth of a child, obviously, is its individual birth chart. This conception of a child has a birth chart, if you happen to know when that special night was. So um, all things have a birth chart, and right now there's a birth chart of being able to uh, set dreams, ideals, and visions in a more concrete way. That's good. Uh, there's one little cautionary note, which is that Mars, which has gone direct in Virgo, is actually still square to Neptune. So you want to make sure that right now, at least for the next few days, that you're not putting out that um, that vision to, let's say, the wrong person. So... We don't really want to talk about, you know, deceptive energies and things like that too much because, you know, we don't want to bring them into our lives. But right now it's a good idea to initiate and um, and develop something for yourself. In another few days, uh, Mars will definitely be far enough away from Neptune so that actually the, influ the negative influence of a Mars-Neptune transit um, which is usually like bad ego stuff because somebody takes advantage of somebody, that will have passed. So this week you do want to be on the lookout for that and be careful what you share with who. So once again, we have a live call-in show, and the call-in number is 213-943-3395. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to Inside Connection Radio. Tonight's topic is pride and arrogance, and what's the difference, and how do we develop self-confidence, how do we develop self-confidence and what it is that we want to accomplish, how do we develop self-confidence purely in ourselves, who we are as individuals. It reminds me of, um, you know, a lot of work that I've been doing over the past few years with the shadow self, that negative part of us that we're actually not so proud of, that we don't have, that actually undermines our, our self confidence the shadow self is often the one that's going to be telling us you know it's not good enough you know everything from what you do for your work to your art to your parenting to um actually the authenticity of a of an apology even that the shadow self could come up and be like oh yeah yeah that sounded good well you have to be able to say no you have to be able to say back to a lack of self-confidence. This is what pride is, okay? Pride is the awareness of your capability. It's also the awareness of your weaknesses. Pride understands the weaknesses, which is the big difference between pride and arrogance. And I will talk about maybe, you know, the way that language was used at one time, because in the Bible, pride and arrogance are just linked 
as if they're the same thing. But, I mean, you know, how could any group of people, how could the black people have pride in their movement or women have pride in the women's movement and be proud of being a woman, be proud of being black, be proud of being gay or whatever? I mean, you know, we all deserve to be that. It's part of you know, who we are. And certainly we can be proud of what it is that we've achieved because many of us have had to overcome a lot in order to be able to achieve it, whether it is being a parent, an artist, an employee, a boss, a business owner. Um, there's so many different places in our lives where we where we can and should be proud of ourselves based on a self-confidence that we have in our capabilities. So it's talking about that self-confidence, though, comes from recognizing uh, what the shadow aspect is and being able to tell the shadow aspect that our good, authentically positive side, the side of us that lives in the light, is actually real. Self-confidence is knowing and understanding that the light side of you is a real entity. And just because you have a shadow side doesn't minimize the light side in the least. It doesn't. It can't. The light side exists independently. You know, I think it reminds me of somebody like Tiger Woods or whatever, not to bring, you know, that up in particular. But he certainly had a... um, you know, a shadow part of his himself that came out that people maybe weren't aware of. But does that mean that that shadow should actually undermine his self-confidence in the golfer that he is, you know, in the sportsman that he is? In some ways, it has. In some ways, his shadow side has undermined his self-confidence in his light side, whatever, you know, the lightness that he has within him, his talent. And the the pride that he may have had in the awareness of his capabilities as a sportsman. So there's just an example of how self-confidence can be undermined by the shadow. And yet we all have a shadow. And some of us are acting it out and some of us maybe are more in touch with what it is. But, you know, whether we're acting it out or not, you can think of anybody who's great or who's famous for anything that they achieved. They may have had self-confidence issues based on their shadow. Could have been Abraham Lincoln. Could have had, you know, like a, a confidence issue based on whatever his shadow is. And we'll never know because there wasn't the media that there is now. And, you know, people snooping around Abraham Lincoln's life or whatever to find out the dirt on him. Uh, it wasn't the same as it is today. There was more privacy uh, and respect of people's privacy. But the idea there is that, you know, does that take away from the achievements that Lincoln might have had or Tiger Woods or any of us? I think that when we're talking about pride, and I like to start the conversation with that, it, it has to do with being aware of what your goodness is. Being aware of what your goodness is and being aware of what your badness is, badness, do you like that word, and not letting it undermine the awareness of your capabilities because they stand on their own. I can remember when I first learned that Nobel, Nobel, and I have to check this fact before I like, not necessarily before I say it out loud, but let's just say we should fact check this one. I remember 
reading that Nobel, the guy that came up with the Nobel Prize, was also like uh, a bit abusive, let's just say it like that, to his wife and family. And yet here's the guy that was so involved in creating the Peace Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize. And who knows, maybe that achievement came out of his shadow. Maybe it came out of some part of himself that was abusive. Maybe it came out of his an awareness of his own peaceful nature. Maybe he just, you know, wanted to rectify or create a legacy for himself. But does that take away from his capability, his ability to actually create that award? The answer is really no, but I think socially, especially in our society, we definitely do that to people. And I remember when I was um, writing my book, thinking how hard it was to find fictional characters that had transformed themselves where they have some issue, where maybe their issue is somewhat bad or negative, like one of them is the Wizard of Oz, you know, and he starts out like a flaming, gaseous head yelling at Dorothy, and by the time she finds him behind the curtain, all of a sudden he becomes a good guy, and he helps her get home, right? And um, there are several other examples of that in the book, but they were very hard to find, because in our culture and in literature, we uh, often, you know, I think um, just um, we're either good or bad. We're either the hero or the villain. And there's very little room for us to transform ourselves. And so what happens is for the, you know, regular human being, like most of us are, because we're not villains or heroes in that stereotypical way, we're we're all villains and heroes then at the same time because we all have a shadow self and we all have a light self. And if you want to look at your shadow self as villainous, fine. If you're acting out on it, perhaps you are. If you have a light side, though, that side could be heroic because it's a part of you that's bringing your best foot forward and trying to achieve something of worth for yourself and others. This is pride. This is pride. And pride is different than arrogance, even though arrogance sounds pretty much the same. Arrogance sounds like an awareness of your capabilities. You know, Arrogance sounds like feeling good about your achievements. You know, so arrogance and pride can be synonymous. However, in the modern dictionary, arrogance is considered excessive pride or extreme pride. So it's interesting where we put the word excessive or extreme, we've completely changed the meaning of the original word because it isn't just an awareness of your capabilities anymore. It's an extreme awareness of like how fantastic you are, right? So arrogance has something to do with an absorbing sense. I thought about this, right? An absorbing sense of how great you are. And often arrogant people or arrogance in one's in, in, in one's accomplishments doesn't really give us the opportunity to um, be weaker or have a shadow side in another facet. Like arrogant people... Uh, know everything, do, do everything, they don't hand over anything to anyone else, and they're actually intimidated by someone that might know something more than them, whereas pride is just something individual. If you were a, um, you know, a teacher and uh, your classes really liked you, you could be proud of being a teacher, 
You know, you could be proud of being a teacher. But if you got into a conversation with somebody about law, maybe you would defer to them and you wouldn't have an arrogant opinion about something that you don't know about. So pride is a very individual and specific thing that comes from individual and specific qualities. Arrogance is usually something that someone has as an overriding quality, and it's beyond self-confidence. It has to do really with an, uh, a preoccupation with the self and a kind of an absorbing sense of how great you are. Now, interestingly, in the tarot, a lot of those um, words and concepts come from the element of fire. And... Um, Fire is creativity and motivation and enthusiasm, and it's interesting to try and kind of attach. When I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, like even the Wizard of Oz, and 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 how that's the the negative personification of fire. It's the demanding, authoritative, you know, out of here now, you know, I am the great Oz, da 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 And, of course, he's a lot more humble than that once they pull the curtain back. So I think that arrogance is often wrapped up in that as well. Sometimes it's actually about a low sense of self-esteem and self-confidence that's being bolstered up by an arrogant and know-it-all uh, personality. But it originates, actually, with the element of fire, um, I think predominantly we're going to find an oversense of self-confidence in the Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, just because, like, Sagittarius can be very argumentative, Leo can be very haughty and think that they, you know, can do things better, and and um, and and Aries actually thinks that they can do everything alone. That, those are the shadow qualities of, of the fire signs, but I think if we have and all of us, most of us, I would say 90% of us, there's only a few people who don't have any fire in their chart. Most of us have some fire in our chart, and that's where you're going to find these qualities of arrogance coming from, as opposed to pride, which seems to be more across the board. Like, if you're more airy, then you could be just proud of your intellectual ability, or you could be proud that you finished a, a gigantic book, period. You could just say, you know, I finished War and Peace. Wow, I'm really proud that I was able to get through that. Like I said earlier, like I was proud that I wrote a document today that I had been sort of not really procrastinating because I was kind of mulling over what I wanted to write. But today seemed like a good day when I saw the sun was going into Taurus this morning when I woke up and I was like, what's our, you know, our our alignments for the day, and I was like, oh, God, in like 10 minutes, the sun's going into Taurus. How awesome is that? It's such a grounding, tangible energy for accomplishment. We have that today. So there are things that you can create during this time, certainly during the next 30 days, but definitely in, within the next week, which is the beginning of Taurus, that you can be proud of because you can create something that um, represents uh, capability, something that you can achieve, that you can feel good about. Um, the, um, the show is the Inside Connection Radio, and it's on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. You can find me on the Internet if you'd like to know about personal private readings at lahealer.com. certainly welcome everyone to check that out and find out more about astrology and about my work. 
I'm also teaching classes in LA in astrology, and that's been quite popular uh, for the last uh, couple of months and the last couple of cycles. I've been getting lots of people calling who want to learn astrology. Very interesting, very reassuring, because it is a way of finding out more about yourself. If there's one reason uh, that self-confidence, I think, is undermined in people, uh, it's because we're not really clear about who we are and what we can be self-confident of. So there's, um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of things that block our awareness of our capabilities. Because the key word there in pride is awareness. The capability exists. It's are you aware of your capability? How can you sit back and say? You know, I am clear about this part of who I am and what it is that I can achieve with that. That's self-confidence. Then you can move forward. If you thought that you were a good writer, then you could actually write something. If you thought that you were a bad writer, you couldn't. So you have to understand aspects of yourself. Certainly your personal chart can give you the in my opinion, the quickest and most accurate glimpse of your um, strengths and challenges. So self-confidence, which is connected to pride, is really, I guess, the big theme of tonight's show. And, you know, it's something that I think exudes off of people, the way they communicate, their posture, uh, the way in which they join in, uh, the way in which they feel about themselves in a crowd. I think I know... If if they're and when we're younger, it's sometimes a lot harder to have that kind of self confidence. And as we get older and we have more accomplishments, sometimes the accomplishments and achievements themselves feed back on our self confidence. And it's sort of one little step at a time. You know, if you graduate from high school, you can be proud of that because it's a it's an accomplishment, it's an achievement. If you graduate from college, you can be um, proud of that. But if you didn't graduate from college, does that mean that you that you shouldn't be proud, you know, of yourself? And the answer is really no, because if you wanted to or you feel there's something out there that you want to achieve or accomplish, you go out there and you achieve or accomplish it. Um the I think when I you know am am working with people and I and I feel that sense of, you know, I don't really feel uh, good about myself in that way. There, there's a lot of causes of that, obviously. You know, a lot of it comes from childhood. Some of it can come from schooling. Some of it can come from, I think, karmic past life issues where we're, uh, you know, uh, feeling not good about who we are. And um, certainly parents and siblings and other kids in school, that's the whole idea about bullying, right? Bullying undermines the self-confidence and pride that someone might have in their capabilities, and then someone feels smaller and 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 worse about themselves. The Sort of the opposite of the pride is shame. And uh, shame is definitely connected to the shadow. And I think no matter what your shadow is, if you can if you can say I don't really feel ashamed of who I am, um, that's a really good step in being a person of self confidence and a person of pride, as opposed to a person of arrogance, 
who probably doesn't really feel ashamed of anything, but not for the right reason. Or if they do feel ashamed, they're hiding it with their arrogance. So I think that um, self-confidence is sometimes fragile. We look to other people in our environment, parents and friends, to um, bolster up our self-confidence. We look for um, compliments. I can remember one of my uh, homeopathic professors saying as an opening to one of her lectures that all people are looking for recognition, praise, and understanding. It was really powerful. I thought that was really powerful because she was saying it obviously in the context of taking someone's homeopathic case history and how they were looking for, you know, you to be able to give feedback to them on that you understood them and that you thought they were a good person, you know, no matter what their issue was, no matter what they were coming to you with. Because in that way, people who get recognized and praised and are understood, they feel like they can open up. And that's important as a friend, as a parent, as somebody who wants to, you know, be, you know, a human being in the world. Certainly the nicest people that there are are the ones that offer praise and, and recognition to someone for what it is that they've accomplished no matter how little. Because self-confidence and self-esteem can be given out to others. And someone who carries their own unique sense of pride in their capabilities is someone who's more capable of offering that self-confidence and pride to others. So we work hard to discover who we are, to build our own sense of pride and self-confidence so that we can then share it with others, right? If you're a mom, if you're somebody who's wanting to teach someone something, if you're an artist, if you're... Um, you know, someone who, it, you know, think of anyone even like George Carlin or Jim Carrey, some really great comedians. They have self-confidence, obviously, in their work and pride in their accomplishments to make people laugh because that laughter is, a, is something that gives people self-confidence. You don't see people who are ashamed of themselves laughing very much, right? And I, I think there's a gradient. We're not talking about abject shame, someone who's living off in a corner with their head tucked between their legs. But a lot of, um, you know, people who could use a little bit of pride because they're good people, they're good people, and then they see one aspect of themselves, whether that's what, their religious belief, their racial uh, uh, um, <coughs> background, their ethnic background, their educational background, their sexual orientation, their gender, all of these, you know, sort of generally superfluous and extremely shallow things that we uh, that undermine our self-confidence and our pride because we feel ashamed of being that thing. And um, I think it's one of the great sadnesses in our culture <clears throat> is that, um, you know, groups of people are taught, you know, like look at what they're trying to do to women, right? Women on contraception, for Christ's sake, should now be ashamed of who they are um, you know, they should feel like, like, 
you know, very cheapened by the fact that they want to have contraception in our lives. This bizarre undermining and sort of abject bullying of an entire group of people who should have pride in their capability of being able to give birth. You know, women should be proud of their reproductive system. <laughs> they should be, you know, like feeling... Like, you know, I am woman, I can give birth, you know, and that's something you should be proud of. You shouldn't have to make someone feel, make you feel ashamed of that by making you feel ashamed of your sexual, your sexual gender or your, your own control over your reproductive capability. That's pride in your reproductive capability. And I think knowing when and how you want to use it is another part of pride. So it's very arrogant, Right? It's very arrogant. It's an absorbed sense of someone's own greatness to think that they can take their values and place them on someone else and another group of people and undermine their self-confidence in who they are based on an awareness of their own capabilities. Kind of awesome, right? The way this all feeds back on itself. And I was not expecting to get so political. So bear with me on that, everybody. Um, it does just get me fired up, not to use pun about fire and arrogance, but pride comes from fire also. See, it's a it's a fire. What did I hear today? I heard a song, I think. I listened to a really awesome radio station. Awesome, awesome. One of the best radio stations I've ever discovered. You can find it online. I'm going to plug them. 88.5 um, in Los Angeles. It's commercial free and the music is unbelievable and I was listening to uh, some song today and uh, girl was singing about playing with fire and I don't even remember the group or whatever because I'm like in here writing and I'm on my treadmill and whatever and I'm listening to this radio station a lot now and it's in the background a lot and I'm uh, not just always focused on it but she's talking about playing with fire and you shouldn't play with fire and there's a big difference between pride and arrogance is that <clears throat> you know um Pride is more like the warmth of fire or using fire to shed light on something. Arrogance is thinking that you can use fire to incinerate. So there's a big difference between the different uses of fire. One has more humility and it actually has a respect for the power of self-confidence. It has some respect for the power of feeling good about yourself, because that's fire, right? If you're going to feel so good about yourself that you think that you're invincible and that you can go out and incinerate someone else with your sense of goodness, your sense of greatness, the huge part of your personality that's so awesome that everyone else should, you know, like stand back because you're going to flamethrow them, that's not really a good use of that creative force, that really the kundalini, the energy that's coming up and traveling through your nervous system because that's fire, right? It's the electric impulse. So I was thinking about the different wands, the suit of wands in the tarot and how that's the fire and how the six of wands is called victory, it has a guy riding on a horse, and he has a wreath around him, and a lot of people are kind of applauding for him, and it's a sense of pride that he has. There's this really old sort of biblical statement, which is about pride goeth before the fall. That's really about 
arrogance because remember the language choice that we're making in today's day and age is different than the way they used to think of it in um you know the old days and remember that because because pride and self-confidence can lead so quickly sometimes to arrogance and arrogant behavior we have whole cultures like japanese culture which is really so refined and so beautiful but like a typical conversation between Japanese ladies is sort of like out at tea or whatever, is that the one goes, oh, so I heard that your son got into this very prestigious school. And the other, the mother will actually say back, no, no, it was nothing. It was nothing that he accomplished that. It was like a stroke of luck. He's really not that smart. And it's the idea that you minimize the the sense of pride in your own children at least publicly because that would be considered arrogant and it's something that's um very very shunned in certain cultures obviously it's not shunned in our culture we have some of the most arrogant blowhards in positions of authority um and and who just sort of you know dictate their own personal uh, greatness to us and their own, you know, their own, what it is. That they, that's the idea of the swollen ego, the swollen ego. When the ego is feeling healthy and good, it's pride. When the ego is unhealthy and swollen, right, it becomes large because it's like full of water and it's just not good. It's just all puffed up and inflamed, right? There's that word again. The inflammation of the ego is arrogance because the the fire has created something negative. It hasn't created warmth and light. It's created swelling and it's like getting burned it's different. Arrogance is something that's coming out of you that's more uh, on, on what you would call an unhealthy side, right? Inflammation's unhealthy. Swelling is unhealthy. Arrogance is unhealthy. And arrogance is an expression of a swollen ego. So it's like that conversation about, say, um, I, I remember when I was in Japan and actually we were in a little tea shop and I remember four older women coming in. Of course, we didn't understand a word of what they were saying. But it was so interesting out of the corner of your eye to watch them because it, since they were probably in their 50s, um, it was interesting how the, it appeared that they actually were doing the social grace of complimenting each other and then humbly saying, you know, oh, gosh, your compliment is ridiculous because, you know, there's nothing about me that's that good. And I, I found it really quite refreshing in a way, except, you know, obviously for someone with my personality because I have a lot of personal pride and self-confidence and a lot of strength and I'm always checking myself for you know, personal arrogance, like, am I, you know, when is it that, you know, you don't really know everything and you you have to take a stand back and, like, listen to someone else, you know, I had a uh, caller on the line a couple of weeks ago was talking about Wayne Dyer and some interesting information from him and, you know, wanted to sit back and listen to that. That's when you know that a certain amount of humility um, comes into you because you don't know it all and you don't know it all about spirituality and even if I'm doing a show where I'm talking about uh, spiritual truth and spiritual essence and we're trying to work on that through astrology and we're trying to work on that 
you know, through uh, our um, our the greater sense of ourself that um, that that we um, you know we still have an eye on. Uh, how full of ourselves we think we are with our capabilities and accomplishments because there's always room for growth. I think the, 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 the person who has pride knows that there's always room for growth. It's like a stepping stone because you can be proud of your child, right? You know, your child that goes out and does like a little ballet thing uh, and then, you know, you can be like, oh, I'm so proud, you know. She worked so hard and she was able to stand up on her toes in this in this recital. It doesn't mean that you think that she's going to be in, you know, in, in go to Juilliard and that she's going to be in the Met. You know, it it just it it there there's a certain level of pride that comes from feeling good about ourselves and the accomplishments of others and and feeling uh proud for someone and their achievements also. Obviously from a parental plays um you know it's because the child is a reflection of you but i think that i think that you know i can often feel proud of people who i see working really hard to make changes in their lives or uh standing up to someone or um going through something difficult or tragic and keeping their head high and landing on their feet we can be proud of anyone right that's why when we hear uh, stories of somebody who has been heroic, we actually feel proud like that we have that person as a citizen. If we have someone in our military who does something heroic, we can feel proud that that person is an American. That's like nationalistic pride. And, you know, some things are some things are good to feel proud about, but they often have to do with specific um uh, achievements that we do and not an across-the-board, uh, you know, um, know-it-all kind of, I know I'm I'm so proud of everything about me and, you know, then that leads to arrogance and that's not really where where we want to be. So um, the, the excessive kinds of pride in the tarot lead to sort of downfall cards places where um, we're either moving too fast and too quickly and so we trip ourselves up or we get a bumped head or we end up carrying too much of a load. Um, remember, if you overestimate your capabilities because of your arrogance, then you could end up being in a situation where you're over your head. Arrogant people often find that they're in over their head so that they can get somewhat of a blow to their self-confidence so that they can see their shadow self so they can rectify that swelling because remember the universe is always going to offer you a healing moment and in the tarot that actually has to do with the tower the tower card very interesting because that is that lightning bolt that comes from circumstance that causes us to fall from our ego from our arrogance feeling that we're in a high place or that we're higher up than others. Also, again, that in the suit of wands, it, it definitely has to do with things like strife, where our arrogance can lead us into competitive battles with other people because we're not just proud. You know, I think of maybe like Gay Pride Day. There's no battles on that day, even with the, you know, maybe arrogant anti-gay people that stand there at one little spot in the parade and try and 
try and yell and say negative things. Usually nobody in the gay crowd walks up to them and says anything back at all. You just smile and wave and throw kisses and keep walking. And it's the idea that you don't have to change their arrogance with your pride. You don't have to. You can simply be proud and be be aware of what it is that you're good at. So um, I think that's probably the most important part of self-confidence, knowing what it is that you feel good at and not allowing the places where you don't feel good to undermine that place of light. What I want to do is I want to do um, um, Pride and Confidence Meditation and um, then I'm going to have time for one caller. So if anyone wants to get into the switchboard, you should try and do that now. And um, what we'll do is we'll do uh, a um, a little centering meditation, and uh, then we'll come back and uh, and and we'll close for the tonight. So again, whatever wherever you are, nice, quiet, centered. Um, peaceful place. You know, my meditations are not too heavy. I don't, you know, I'm not require anything in particular. But I do recommend, if you can, that you close your eyes for a minute and breathe in. And you can breathe in right through your forehead, through a space that's just about an inch above between your eyebrows, and relax your eyebrows and relax your face. Where do you find pride in yourself? In your heart you know real pride real sense of self-confidence comes from loving yourself so it's a heart meditation and it says closing your eyes and breathing into your heart when you were young you were pure and you were light you had no teeth in fact but you had a great big smile and you felt good about who you were. When you were young, you grew, you learned. Somebody said, good job, and you felt good about who you were. You loved yourself. Take a breath into your heart and take a breath back into that child that you were, that child prior to anybody telling you how not good you were. And know that in that pure and innocent, quiet and perfectly peaceful place, you were an expression of self-confidence about the life that you are. You were self-confident about your life. You knew that you were here for a purpose. You knew that you were here to accomplish something. You knew that you were here to experience Breathe into your heart, right through that place between your eyebrows, right through that place in the middle of your forehead, and breathe through that and into your heart. And then when you breathe back out from your heart, let it radiate out throughout your entire body a love and self-confidence for who you are as an individual. Let's do that three times, three breaths, one breath in and out. And feel that emanate all the way down to your toes and your fingertips and your hands, the tips of your fingers. And another breath in. 
it's kind of great. It's overwhelming. It's really exciting because you have that power to love yourself and it's in your heart and breathe it out and let it go through all your cells and just wash over you. Wash over you and dissipate all those shadow places where you feel you're not good at having a relationship and you're not good at your job and you're not good at this, you're not good at that. That's all crap. Breathe in one more time. And out all the way through your body and feel the light go down your hands and from your heart, through your feet, your hips, your thighs, your knees, down the bottom of your spine, up the top of your head, around your skull and out your ears and down your shoulders and relax and breathe and come back here. And you can open up your eyes. I like these little meditations. I get a lot out of it myself. And so maybe I incorporate and have this be a part of the show because I I feel like it's a really um, powerful thing. We don't often get a chance to do a lot of it. Um, guided meditation is a really good thing because it it, it it often leads you to some place of humility, um, especially spontaneous meditations like that. So, um, you know, I hope that's good for people because I think we're going to include them a little bit more. Um, so, um, yeah, where are we? Pride and arrogance. How about just pride? You know, it's funny because I'm going to wrap up the show at the end with Sledgehammer (laughs) for Peter Gabriel, which is like the ultimate song of arrogance, right? And um, I just thought that it was going to be funny, like a little funny, a little funny side note on the show is like end it with with Sledgehammer. (laughs) But the, you know, in talking about it, I think that it can be kind of a serious thing. You know, it can be kind of a serious thing. It's funny. People who are really arrogant are can that can be really funny. But I suspect for most of us who are dealing with self confidence and self esteem and pride, we're actually not really arrogant people. We're actually not really so full of ourselves that we don't have a sense of um you know, when enough is enough or when we don't know something or when to give somebody else uh, some space, um, you know, to be who they are and allow them to feel proud of themselves and contribute a, a piece of what it is that they know. So, um, yeah, I'm going to wrap up the show with Sledgehammer and be proud, and I'll see you next Thursday on the Inside Connection.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.